welcome to another episode of my podcast. Um, I'm currently in San Antonio, Texas. It's my last show in Texas. I was in uh, Dallas, then I went to Austin, then I went to Houston, and now I'm in San Antonio. Uh, And then after this, I'm going to hang out, spend a day in Austin. Uh, My boyfriend's here, so I'm going to spend some time with him. Maybe go to the lake. And uh, then I go back home. And right when I get back home, I'm going to Arizona. So if you live in Arizona, come see me at the CB Live this weekend, October 28th, 29th, and 30th. I have some new material I'm working on. I love Arizona. I can't wait to be there. So if you're in Arizona, come see me. Woo! I tried to record this a second ago. I'm at this hotel and I was like, oh, you know what would be a fun idea? I should record an episode while I'm walking on a treadmill. Till, oh, I said till coo birds. Kill two birds with one stone, get my lazy ass walking and record an episode of this podcast. I was gonna record it earlier this week, but I was so sleepy. I'm such a sleepy girl. If you saw my Instagram stories, you saw that I got a shot in my butt and that I said that it was like children's stem cells. Uh, That's not true. I was getting a B12 shot. Um, It was the last show with St. Vincent. Uh, We were in Detroit and there was a doctor on site who was handing out B12s to the ass. So I said, shoot me up, daddy. And I don't know if it was the adrenaline from the show or the uptime energy drink I had, but man, I had so much energy. And now that I'm in Texas, going from city to city, um, I'm wiped out. So I didn't record my podcast the other day. So I was like trying to figure out what to do today. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll do it in the gym while I'm walking. It'll feel, you know, fun and whatever. You can see me sweat. Everyone's been dying to see me sweat. The comments, every episode, Allie, you're too dry. You gotta get sweaty one of these episodes. Um, But there was a dude really pumping weight, pumping some major iron in the gym. And so guess who's not walking today? Me. I've probably taken about 50 steps today. Took some steps to get out of the hotel in Houston. Then hopped in the car, sat my pretty butt down in the passenger seat, and then walked to get from the parking lot to Wendy's. Got some Wendy's. And then took some more steps to get into this hotel in San Antonio. And then I took a nap. So I haven't been like, you know, vertical most of the day. Um, And then I was gonna record it by the pool, but it was too noisy because I'm staying by a freeway, which is always what you want when you're traveling. You wanna be as close to a freeway as possible in case shit goes down, you can just get out immediately. Um, So I was right by the freeway. The audio was not picking up well. And uh, so here I am back in the hotel room. My boyfriend is gone. He uh, had to go to Austin to do some work. So here I am traveling on the road yet again. I don't even really, it's crazy. I have been so busy recently, which is great. Like I'm going, I think 
so this is how crazy it is. It's fun. I'm excited. I'm not complaining at all. I love it. I'm so happy to be busy. I'm just not used to it, especially like when COVID was happening, when I, when we were, you know, still in lockdown, like not much was happening, especially in LA. There wasn't that much happening. So ever since the St. Vincent tour, I was gone for like two months for that. I was at home for about two weeks and then I was gone for a month with St. Vincent and then I went straight from touring with her to Texas. I haven't been home since that tour. Um, now I'm in Texas. Then, like I said, I'm flying home on Wednesday when this episode comes out. And then I think when I get home, I'll be home from like 5 p.m. And then I'm going to drive to Texas, I think. Or sorry, I'm going to drive to Arizona, I think that night or super early in the morning. So I might be home for like not even a full day. And then when I get back from Arizona, I'm gonna be home on Halloween. I'll tell you about my Halloween plans, uh, but I'm driving home on Halloween and then I have plans Halloween night. And then I think November 3rd, I leave for Texas again to do Skankfest in Houston. So I'll be in Texas for like a weekend. And then I think after that, I'll be home for a little bit, but I'm coming. Yeah, so I'll be in Arizona. So come see me in Arizona. Then I'll be in Houston again doing Skankfest. And then I'm gonna be in St. Louis. Uh, go to my website for those dates. I'll be in St. Louis. Um, and then I'm gonna be in Washington, DC. Will I be anywhere else coming up this year? Go to allymakovsky.com slash shows. But yeah, so I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be on the road nonstop. I'm thinking about becoming a Disney adult. I am. I got hooked. I got bit by the Disney spider. Cause I went when I was home for those two weeks from the St. Vincent tour. And I might be one of those girls. I might be one of those girls. I won't go as far as, you know, getting married at Disney. But I wouldn't be opposed to like a theme that relates to Disney in some way. The thing about that place is like, there's a magic to it. There really is. There's a magic. But also at the same time, the most recent time I went, it wasn't as magical as I remembered. You can, you kind of, like, especially because they were closed for so long during COVID, the longest they've ever been closed. You'd think with all the money they have, they'd pump that into updating some things. And some things were not updated. I think I talked about this last time on the podcast, but it's a small world. First of all, that shit's boring as hell. It's a nice break. You know, it's air conditioned. You had to sit in a little boat. For no reason, the boat doesn't really make sense. You're never like in an island. You're going through cities across, you know, the United, the America. You're going to different countries. But for some reason, you're on a boat, which doesn't add up. Also, they put Hawaii in there as if it's its own country. Whatever. It's fine. But you can like see the ceilings inside of it. And that's, that kind of ruins the magic. Most of Disney is so thought out, but for some reason it's a small world. They're still using like paper cutouts of, you know, different nationalities, you know, residences. Mm. 
but I want to go back when I have time off. I don't care. I'm getting a chicken leg, a turkey leg. I'm doing it. But for Halloween, I'm going to SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. They're doing A Nightmare Before Christmas, which I just watched for the first time recently. I had no idea that that was an old movie. It came out in, I think, 93. That was before I was born. I thought it came out in like 2003, maybe, because I had a neighbor who was really into it. And that was the first time I had ever heard about this movie. So I thought when she was really into it, it was because it was brand new. I wonder what she's up to now, Chloe. She has to be some goth girl. Cause I feel like if you grow up being into that movie, you're a goth girl, right? No one grows up and is like a preppy, you know, college sorority girl. You definitely wear like skull rings and you know, choker necklaces but this will be cool because so they're doing it's danny elfman who did the music for nightmare before christmas and stuff i think yeah he did the music for it he's the guy from Oing, uh no not Oingo boingo from uh fuck what's that band the old i have to look it up i have to be my own uh my own jamie today danny elfman Oingo Boingo. I was right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So he did A Nightmare Before Christmas. So he's, so on Halloween, they're doing it at this giant soccer stadium. They're playing the movie. And then I think they're doing like live music accompanying it. Um, and Billie Eilish is going to play the girl, Sally. Billie Eilish will be there. She'll be singing Sally songs. Uh, Weird Al is doing one of the characters. I don't remember which one, but um, yeah, I'm excited. That'll be fun. My sister's about to get married. There's a lot going on. And the problem with my sister getting married is that my oldest sister just got married. I did a speech at her wedding. I killed it. And now there's already this other wedding. I have to do another speech. That's a lot of pressure, you know? There's no open mics for wedding speeches. There's only so much time I have to prepare for this. So much pressure on the wedding. But um, yeah, Texas has been great. I love Texas. Uh, my favorite show was Addison. Addison was awesome. Austin was good. I really liked it. Uh, Houston was good. I was a little bit, my set wasn't as good as I wanted it to be that night personally, but people enjoyed it. They had a good time. I'm very hard on myself. I feel like most comics, they're always like, everything was great. I feel like I don't hear enough com Like comics, I feel like talk about like if they really bomb, but I feel like I never hear them say like, eh, my set was all right. But I think that's because the audience doesn't, they're not at all of the shows. So to them, that show is good because they didn't see the one at Addison or what, or at Austin or whatever. And I guess there's no real need for me to be like, you know, critiquing myself publicly, but it feels dishonest to say, oh, Houston was awesome. When I personally, I'm, I'm sure, you know, the people who were there enjoyed it. 
but I know what my personal best is. But the people are lovely. Shelby came after to say hi to me. If you're coming to see me perform, hang out after in the lobby. I don't always come out right away, but I will come out a few minutes after my set, take photos, say hi, hang out. I love seeing you guys. You're always so nice. Um, but yeah, I love hanging out. So come say hi after. I just gotta like, you know, after my set, I have to kind of like take a minute to poop and, you know, check my messages. And then I come out, say hi. I want to uh, go through some questions that were sent in. Let's see what we got. Let's start from the bottom. Ooh, Jetstream Cam said hemorrhoids. I, uh, I think I used to have hemorrhoids. I never, some people talk about their hemorrhoids, like they see them, they like, they feel these like bumps that are outside of their butthole. I think I've only had internal hemorrhoids, but I'm sure now that I'm getting older, they'll start popping out, you know? Um, so I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, I, I definitely used to have hemorrhoids because I used to bleed a lot when I was pooping, which is always scary. Or like, did my, is my asshole getting its period now? Is that a new thing? Just a monthly bleed out of my butt. But there's almost something that I enjoy about, you know, a painful poop or an itchy butt. There's something like fun about that kind of uncomfortability and pain. You know what I mean? Like, like sometimes you 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 take you take for granted just walking around the town having no issues. So when you're walking around and all of a sudden you're you're kind of clenching your cheeks and there's an uncomfortable feeling. It's it's kind of fun. It adds a little bit of a thrill to your day. You have to kind of plan around it and yeah, I don't know. I enjoy some discomfort like that. I've never used uh, the hemorrhoid cream. I heard it's great if you have baggy eyes. That's like what celebrities do. They put hemorrhoid cream under their eyes. That's a hot celeb secret that I've heard about. Um, I've never been so fortunate to do that, but uh, I'm sure if I just stop by a CVS one of these days, I can. Um, but yeah, I have no, no real, you know, personal stories about hemorrhoids. Oh, you know what? So I do. When I went to Jewish sleepaway camp, uh, not to be confused with Germany's version I uh, or Poland, I went to this fancy little sleepaway camp for young Jews in Malibu. It was very fancy. And uh, one year that I was there, I remember my asshole was bleeding very bad, very bad. And I wanted to go home. I wrote my mom a letter. I was like, pick me up, my butt is bleeding. And unfortunately she told one of the camp counselors who called me into her office and wanted to have a chit chat about my butthole and the bleeding and stuff. And she's like, you know what? I have hemorrhoids. I have three hemorrhoids and I actually gave them names. And so, you know, when I'm on the toilet, I kind of talk to my hemorrhoids. I'm like, what the fuck are you telling me this for, bitch? I'm just trying to get more underwear sent over to camp and go home. My mom didn't let me go home. I'm glad. I'm glad I stayed. I persevered. I bled through. Um, 
But it was a really weird thing to tell me because I'm like, that doesn't help them go away. If I'm like, hey, Nancy, can you chill on the bleeding today? And I'm like, I don't want to know about your butthole. Like, I just want to look at you and see a person. Not a person who talks to their asshole butt glands bleeding. But I remember that was rough. That was rough. There's nothing more, you know, vulnerable than write, sending a postcard home in middle school to your mom, describing your butt just gushing and then not even getting to talk to her, just getting picked, just getting, you know, picked to go to the counselor. Ugh, that was rough. Uh, uh, uh. Ooh, Ron Snow 91 asked if I'm coming to headline shows in Vegas. That would be really fun. I know that they opened up a Wise Guys comedy club in Vegas. I love Vegas. I want to go back there, honestly, just to gamble. So if I can get paid to do comedy and then lose all of my money to gamble, I'm happy, very happy to do that. There's this really gross, I've talked about it before, but there's this very gross casino on the way back home to LA that's outside of Vegas off the strip called the New Orleans. And the gambling at that casino is just a blast. Last time I was there, I saw some lady in the parking lot drunk driving. She was like running into cars casually in the parking lot midday. I think I won about $300. And I was like, oh my God, I finally made it gambling. Like I killed it, $300 gambling. And then I realized I was at the casino for about six hours. I was like, oh, I pretty much just like clocked into a minimum wage job for six hours. $300 isn't a lot of money when you're sitting for six hours staring at screens. I was playing a roulette. I can only play the digital roulette. I don't like playing roulette at a table because I can't stretch my arm that far across the board. It overwhelms me. I like just throwing small bets across a digital roulette board. You can typically make some money playing roulette. It's not a lot, but you'll at least like break even if you can throw some money all across the board. Um, but yeah, I would love to go to Vegas. I, I love Vegas. Uh, ooh, this is a good question. Ilyalski. Ilyalski. Yeah. They asked me if me or anyone jerked it on the bus, on the tour bus. Now, I can't speak for anyone else. Everyone else who was on the tour bus with me were experienced musicians who have been on many a tour bus. So I'm gonna assume that none of them jerked it on this trip that we were on, but at some point in their touring careers, I would assume they have jerked it on a bus. Now this was my first tour bus experience. And for them, they all had hotel rooms pretty much in every city. Every time, you know, we got to a city, they were able to get a hotel room, even just for like day trips, like not even just to sleep in. So I imagine there was no need for them to jerk on the bus unless they were like insanely horny. Um, but, you know, I'm not proud to admit this. Uh, I did, I did touch myself on the tour bus. And um, I would like to say no one was on the bus, but um, they were. And here's where I went wrong. 
when you're on a tour bus, all of the um, like bunks are very, for the most part, like quiet. You have air conditioning in there, so it's almost like white noise. You're pretty much like in a coffin. You have this like a uh, curtain that's covering you, like a thick curtain. Um, it's pitch black in there. Uh, it's relatively quiet. And so in my head, I was like, I'm not gonna be like going full throttle, but you know, I wanted to just kind of take care of some business. And uh, I think I got subtly called out for it the next day. Cause I went to go get lunch at the venue and uh, the girl who slept on top of my bunk, who I will not name, uh, she she was like, oh, how was your how was your night? And I was like, oh, I went to bed super early, whatever. And she's like, oh yeah, you know, sometimes you got to do that, just pass out, you know, jerk off, watch a movie, whatever. And I was like, is she saying that because she knew that I did it? And she might have. And so then I didn't do it with anyone else on the bus from that point on. And now retelling it, I'm like, that's kind of that's kind of an HR situation. But also, you only live once, you know? No one was affected, no one was harmed. At least I don't think. Unless my curtain was wide open and my eyes were just peeled shut. I'm just putting on a show for everyone. But yeah, I did, you know what else I did? Cause you know, this was my first big tour bus experience. I also pooped into a plastic bag on the bus. I shit in a bag because I really had to go. And that was an interesting experience that I had to at least do once. And that's a powerful feeling. You know how much, you know, your bowel weighs while you're holding it. And you also realize how useful water in a toilet is. You know, that's what's really blocking the smell. The only time it smells is when it's dropping into the water and it's in, in air. Once it's submerged, there's no smell. But yeah, when you're holding it in a bag, you're like, this is strong. So yeah, sorry about that. No one was on the bus that time. I was completely alone. Uh, Ilyalski also asked me, can I ever go to a music festival again without an all access artist pass? Yeah, I like music festivals, but you definitely get spoiled when you have an all access pass. It'll make you not want to go as much if you have to do general admission. Once you're spoiled, you can't unsee it. You're like, I know what you have back there. I know, I know what, what you guys are capable of. Let me in. Let me in. Slophonman. Sloph. Slop. Hone man. Slopone man. I don't know. Said adults dressing up for Halloween. Hey, live a little. Have fun. When you're an adult, you have to pay taxes. You might as well dress like a slutty doctor for one night of the year. Do it up. Who cares? Wear whatever you want to wear. It doesn't even have to be a Halloween costume. If you haven't been to a club, wear your clubbing outfit. There's no rules. Do whatever you want to do. You deserve it. Um, this is a good question or comment. Snowlax said, what are the rules on being a good house guest? Um, Make your bed in the morning, clean up after yourself. If they're running out of toilet paper, make sure you, you know, if they're running out of something that you would want restocked at your house, like toilet paper, or maybe they're like running out of milk or whatever, restock something, you know, give, you wanna leave their place better than it was. 
you want to contribute something, write a card, a thank you note, give them some gift card to Olive Garden or something. Um, but I think those are the basics. Just clean up after yourself. Ask if they want you to make your bed on the last day or if you want to throw everything on the ground so they can wash it. Um, and then offer, you know, provide something. I think I'm a pretty good house guest. I like to think so. Yeah, when I was staying at my friend Erica's place in New York, her light bulb, she like mentioned that one of her lights was out. So I went to Target and like picked up a light bulb and replaced it. And then when she got home and accidentally turned on the light, even though she knew she didn't have a light bulb, she was like, oh my God, that's so sweet. And that always feels good. You know, you get to feel like a good person. Um, Giorgio, who is editing this podcast, asked me, how is touring with a band different than touring with a comedian? And I would say that touring with a band, uh, it's a little bit more, there's like, it's more active with a comedian. You're not necessarily traveling every single day. Um, and also with a band, you're doing sound checks, you're you know, you have catering at the venue, you get meals before and after shows. I think it also depends on the level that the band or the comedian is at. But like uh, with a comedian, you typically are just kind of doing your own thing unless the comedian wants to like hang out and go to like an aquarium or something local to where you're visiting. Um, and then you do the show and you kind of just like maybe get dinner. Um, but with a band, there's way more people involved. You're traveling with more people. So you're getting to know a lot of these folks and, you know, hang out with them. Um, they're similar in a lot of ways, but also very different. Uh, I think just the traveling style is the biggest difference. You know, being on a tour bus, going from city to city, but also having days off. Um, whereas with comedy, you're typically like flying from place to place and you have, you know, you're mostly doing weekends and then going home. Uh, the shows are totally different. Opening for a band, uh, is a lot different because you're almost kind of like surprising them with comedy. They don't necessarily know it's happening. They're expecting like a singer songwriter, so the shows feel a lot different than with comedy. They know that you're there to do comedy. So it's a little bit more prepared for you to do well. Um, but yeah, hopefully I'll open for some more musicians in the future. Uh, every once in a while, that'd be fun. And, um, you know, it's, it's nice being able to do my own shows right now and get to work on new stuff. Um, this is going to be kind of a short episode. Uh... But yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to. I will keep you guys updated. Um, oh, I saw a drug deal in Waffle House last night. There were two guys who came into Waffle House. Pretty sketchy dudes. Not gonna lie, was a little bit afraid. And they came in, they sat at the booth right net, like right behind where, you know, me and my friends were sitting and my boyfriend. And I was like, something's up, something's up. Just the way that they were acting. I was like, something is up. And then all of a sudden, the cook in the back goes up to them and is like pretty much talking about one of their friends coming in, the two guys who were sketchy coming in and like scaring the wait staff because they were walking around, you know, with what appeared to be a impression of a guy walking around with two guns in his, uh, you know, waist pocket. And, um, 
And then the two guys left. Sorry, as you can tell, I changed, I put makeup on, I actually left and did my show at the San Antonio Laugh Out Loud Comedy Club. And um, now I'm back home at the hotel. And okay, I was telling my story about Waffle House. So me, Mike Falzone, CJ Landry, uh, and my boyfriend and Mike's wife, we all went to Waffle House. And there were these two guys who came to the booth right behind ours. And they're kind of sketchy, sketchy dudes. I was getting bad vibes. And they were in there just like hanging out. And the cook from the back like comes up to their table and is like, yeah, man, like your friend who came in here the other night really spooked the waitresses. He was walking around all like this. And he like was having, he was like miming two guns being in his pant pockets, like holding them walking around the Waffle House. And I was like, oh, this dude is for sure talking about like a drug dealer or something. Like the way he was retelling the story, I was like, this is a drug deal. And so then like the guys get their food to go, they walk out, the cook comes back over to their table and like drops something off on one of the seats. And then one of the guys walks back in, grabs his backpack, which apparently he had left for the cook to make a little drop off, and then they left. And so we watched a drug deal go down. Um, anything else exciting happen this week? We saw the drug deal at Waffle House. We went to Top Golf. We did Top Golf. I almost won. I was close. Technically, I won. What else? What? Yeah, but that hasn't happened yet. I think that's it. Nothing else really crazy. Oh, yeah. I clogged the toilet twice. And where were we? Addison? Yeah. Our first night in, baby, mama clogged the toilet, had to put my boyfriend to work to try and unclog it, and the water was lifting up, just raising, risen, ris- risen, rising, raise, raisin, rising, and uh, so my boyfriend had to try and unclog it. That was the first time that you've had to try and unclog? Yeah. What a special moment for us. And it would not unclog, but the water was splashing, and so... I did cause my boyfriend to get a sty in his eye from my own feces, so that was pretty pretty special. Pretty good time. We've been having a blast. We've boned once on this entire trip. Mama's not putting out. This Texas food is just really, uh, really hitting in a different way that's not... I also feel like I have a low sex drive. Well, I told you the other day, this wasn't the greatest thing. I don't recommend telling this to your partner, but I realized the reason why I don't like to have sex that much is because I'm a lazy person. And I look at it the same way I look at like going to the gym. Like sometimes I'll be like, ooh, I gotta hit the gym. I want my body to be looking good. But then I'm like, ugh, but then I'm gonna sweat. I'm gonna have to do laundry. I'm going to discharge all through my pants and my underwear. So now my boyfriend gets really excited 
when we bone because he knows I'm just really looking forward to it. I just can't wait to put on my spandex biker shorts and go to town. It's also like, it's not like I'm really exerting that much energy when we do bone. I'm mostly just laying there, doing some faces, doing some sounds. Last time I didn't even make a sound. I was quiet as hell. (laughs) But sometimes, you know. Have we had any funny boning stories? Any standout boning stories? They've all been magical. When we first got together, I was horny as a bird. And I told him, I gave him a disclaimer because I knew it was false advertising. And it wasn't disingenuous. I really, when we first got together, I was I was feeling freaky nonstop. We were dry humping, mm-hmm. not even inside of each other. Just clothes on, getting rubbed down. And I told him, I said, hey, look, this is unlike me. And this will stop at some point. We had a good run. Mm-hmm. Four days? Four days of just friction. But no more. No more. He's cut off. Tap it dry. <laughs> anyway, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope this podcast is like boning for you all listening. I hope you get your fix. Um, and I'll see you later. Quick shout out to Mike Falzone for featuring for me all weekend. He had so many of his fans come out to the shows, which was awesome. They were incredible. They were such a great audience. Um, follow Mike Falzone. Follow CJ Landry. Uh, and hopefully I'll see you in Arizona. If not, Maybe St. Louis. If not, maybe Washington, D.C. If not, maybe next year when I'm in the Bay Area. And, oh yeah, if you're on my Zoom, we're doing our Zoom hangout on October 30th. So I'll see you then. Patreon.com slash Alan Kofsky. Oh my-